Hey guys, welcome back to the corner. I'm your host, Arifa. Um, so yeah, it's exam season. So all you people that are doing exams, you know, good good luck to you. Um, actually, you don't even need luck. You've been putting in the hard work. I believe in you guys. Even me too. I need. I need it myself. I need the encouragement. I've got two more exams left to go, bro. I'm stressed, man. I'm tired. I'm tired. Honestly, it's even a surprise that I'm on the mic for you guys today. But I wanted to be here, so you know, we're here. We're here. Um, so on today's episode, just to tell you what we're going to be doing really quickly, we're going to do a episode three recap and review of summertime render that's an anime we're already on like you should all even be past episode three really and truly get what i'm saying you should all be past episode three but um that's what we're going to be going over we're also going to do um chapter 13 and 14 of jujuka no broken and if you guys are excited about that i am i know i've been itching to read this like i've been i've been fiending for it like i really 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 want to read like two more chapters today i'll probably even give you guys three if i'm feeling if i'm feeling nice i'm feeling generous um fun fact recording this episode on friday the 13th i serve a living god i don't know about you so me i'm safe you know glory be to god um so yeah nothing's getting me i'm even doing this recording in the middle of the night shift in you know, the middle of the AMs, the AMs. Oh, God, I'm protected, I'm protected, I'm protected. Okay. Um, Yeah, just to get right into things, you know, no dilly, no dilly dally. Um, episode three, let's give you a recap of what's happening. Okay, so it's called Drifting Ashore. Um, so basically in this episode, uh, what happens is the main character goes back to check up on the girl's family. So the girl who um, what, that was drowning, apparently. So the one that needed to get saved and that led to his best friend dying, um, to Mio's sister dying. So basically, yeah, he's gone to check up on their store, like their family store and like the house that they live in, etc. And while he was doing that, he got like, he met up with um one of the other like inhabitants of the village like you know those nosy neighbors and she was ringing off the like when i tell you she was ringing off the doorbell she didn't even wait to see if anybody was there she just opened the door went in and so um as they go in now my man's like looking around and they see that it's like the place has been left abruptly and if you see how everything's been like set up it really looks it looks like suspicious the tv's on and one thing i really really like about this anime is the fact that they use real images for like the like the the media if that makes sense so like if someone's watching tv in the tv it's a it's an actual like it's real people in the tv do you know what i mean I feel like that's just kind of cool so like making makes you think that they're aware they're anime characters you know what i mean okay so as he's searching the house he finds the black 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 marking on the floor and black marking is significant to the fact that somebody's like a photocopy has been made of like a living person there through the whole shadow the shadow i'm just gonna call them shadow clones i'll be real all my naruto people know what i'm talking about so but he sees like two there's so it means that like the entire family's been taken over by shadows apparently and there's like markings of like a struggle and whatnot so i'll be real it has me feeling like he's 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 catching up and he's he's like figuring out where exactly he should be or where she'd be going and we can see there are like six family members in total like it's a whole extended family so there should be more there should be more bodies um so if i remember correctly when he now goes upstairs here he ends up seeing the little girl still and she takes a picture of him and when she takes a picture of him she makes a photocopy of him so now there's a photocopy of him that has his memories 
essentially that has everything that he has like you know the like what was happened like what's happened with the police officer so she's taking a picture of him and it's the little girl that got saved so was she like the progenitor was she was she the one that caused all of this like from the beginning that would have been kind of um crazy and she's basically she asked him like why he was staring at her in this part of the episode she was like to him like why are you staring at me something on my face something wrong essentially she's trying to let him know i've caught on like i know you know you know when people are looking at each other like i know you know i know have you seen that have you seen that um tiktok of the bus driver that's like i know you know i know you know you have no money literally that's what she's doing with him she's telling him telling him i know you know that i'm not the real girl but there's nothing you can do about that because i can explain that to everybody else she then makes a clone of him right in front of him and i'm sitting here thinking how's he gonna get like um out of the situation because as it is now it's two on one. The clone of him and the little girl, they could just, they could M him there. They could end his whole lineage. And then he gets saved. Literally, anime plot, plot armor, nick of time by the nosy neighbor. She comes back in. She's like, is anything all right? Is everything going to matter? And at that point, he looks away, he looks back. Everything's back to normal. Like he was daydreaming, day, daydreaming. Like nothing, like literally like nothing just happened. Imagine, they're going to make you think you're mad like that. Make you feel like you need pills, you know? crazy but um that was like the first that was like the first section of the episode then with the with the rest of that this my man starts like reminiscing so this is a main character now he starts reminiscing about all the people he saw died up until this point and he's thinking how the hell is he gonna actually fix this essentially this entire thing is giving me re-zero vibes but it's giving it to me like on like a very very smaller like a smaller time scale like a smaller playing field because i feel like re-zero there was just he had one he had, that guy had a lot of restrictions on him and i only just started re-watching um re-zero i never really finished it don't get onto me do not get onto me but um so yeah going back to what we're talking about let me go off on a tangent there um back to episode three so um he's now communicating with um the owner of the inn communicating big words he's like talking to the owner of the inn trying to like find out more information about you know the family and the people that lived in the that lived in the town so like why why wasn't she anywhere like how did they how did they go missing and they couldn't find any like they could not find any trace of why that could have happened you know what i mean so he was really he was really stuck like had no no ish no clue no nothing so he decides to just give up and he just goes to work and then while he's working as you would as happened in the past episodes okay where the police officer came and came into the restaurant that that ends up happening again but this time as we know because he doesn't get replaced with a shadow clone um he's the original and he's like his usual bub- bubbly self and um so as this is going on it's like he's just he's just talking to him basically like they're kind of like he's like just letting them talk and like trying to see if they dig themselves into holes if that makes sense so like the main character's letting all the people around him talk to kind of like pick up information and he's just taking see literally he's just take he's taking in all their different like functions their, their actions etc etc just to see if it's really really them and he gets handed a phone and I'm guessing it's Ushio's phone, which is the girl, the girl, the blonde-haired girl that died. And the police officer ends up revealing to him that um, the day before she died, she came up to him and she entrusted him with a phone and said that if anything were to happen to her, she should give it to him. He, the police officer should give it to him. And that makes me think, like, she knew she was going to die for some reason, which is kind of weird. Like, 
I get, you know, some people have like mud intuition when they know something's gonna go wrong, but to the point that you know you're gonna die and you tell you tell them to give somebody that's never been back to the village in a couple years, give this to him if anything should happen to me. Remember it's not even in the village. That's very, very convenient, I'm sorry. So I feel like they could have written that in a little bit better, like explained further why did she like, you know, but unless they'll give that to us later on in the in the anime and I'm just impatient in it. But you know. So essentially the three of them and the three being um, Ushio's younger sister Mio The main character And then the main character's best friend They all get together now And I think it's to like Discuss all the information they have All gathered Because at this point um, They kind of know about the shadows Do you get what I mean? So everybody has a vague idea Of what's going on All of the kids, you know not the not, None of the grown-ups They haven't told any of the grown-ups Any of the information But so like, yeah so, And they're kind of doubting each other Saying there could be shadows themselves So it's like How do they trust each other? And um Mia is the only one that doesn't really know too tough, and like it's. I think they're about to tell. They tell her. They tell her properly in this episode. So, they explain to Mia that um, you know, essentially all the weirdness that's going on in their village or on their little you know island town. I wish something like this would happen on this island. Actually, no, I do not. We have enough. We have enough rubbish going on. You know what I mean? We have. We do not need doppelgangers running around. I remember when we had clowns? I mean, I hate clowns. But now, yeah, we can't. To be the least, we need these shadow clones running around. You know what I mean? Um, they talk about the fact that they have a summer festival coming, or not summer festival, but like a you know, like a, a festival coming, like a shrine festival coming. And um, I think the shrine festival is like because they believe because they live on an island, um, they have a belief that um, things that get washed up onto the island, even the inanimate objects, will have like a like memories and they have like life in them and they have to send them off. And the way they do it is they gather all these things over the course of a year and then they burn it. And that's like a... And people, literally tourists will come to watch them burn it and they burn it on like a giant pile. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically what the festival is going to... That's the festival that's about to happen. But I feel like the festival is going to be an excuse for them to all get together and kind of just essentially mix all the ideas that they have concerned, like not concerned them regarding the, the doppelgangers and also going to be an opportunity for them to let their skin down. But also, if you think about this, what always happens when you let your hair down and you let your... That's when pro- problems... That's when problems always want to start coming. Do you know what I mean? That's when problems always come. So I feel like this. that's also when um, the, the doppelgangers are probably going to... like you know, hit us with a big... They're going to do something big. I feel like that's definitely where they're going to do something big. They're going to hit us with something, you know, if, if iffy for sure, iffy for sure. Um, so rain starts pouring. This after they've had their little, you know, team, team meeting, their first little team meeting where everybody kind of knows, like I'd say, quarter of the information. They have like 25% of the information because the main character is still hugging it all to himself. He doesn't know he can trust. Um, and so now... Um, Mio and main character again Ivy Raw his, mem- his name has l- his- it's flown out of my head when it comes back into my head I will be different I'll stop calling him main character but for now <laughs> I'll be so real my memory head loss I can't find it I'm searching my brain honestly I'm searching my brain but um, as we have it because they're having like a little one-to-one in the rain isn't it? they're looking for shelter wet clothes steamy romance you know what I mean it's a little Actually, yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, so they're having a little moment in the rain. That is the main character and uh, Mio. That's Ushio's younger sister. Okay. Uh, bearing in mind from they've been hinting at the fact that the main character and Ushio have a thing, but it looks like Ushio's younger sister Mio has a thing for this guy as well. So love triangle. Mm, 
I don't know. That might happen, but it's a dead girl, so I don't know how a love triangle really works with the dead person. Okay, it's a love line, but I'm guessing because it's anime, my man's going to be oblivious to the fact that she likes him and he's just going to be running up and down like a headless chicken and she's going to be there just bottling her anger up and being all passive-aggressive, you know, when he doesn't do what he should do, like take her out, do this, do, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> but then also I think it's going to be a bit techie because... um. His best friend, I think his best friend likes Mio as well. So it's like, a, not even love triangle, love square. In, involving a dead body. So it's like, yeah, just dumbness. Really, I don't know why people can't just like people that are alive, you know? It's easier. No stress, you know what I'm saying? But, um, so essentially, they're getting dressed for the um, festival now. And I can't lie. These these kimonos they're wearing, I don't know what the I think it's called. In fact, I don't think it's called a kimono. I think it's called a yukata. I'll be real. I'm not too sure. But what they're wearing, the traditional, it kind of looks it looks comfy, but it looks like if I move, if I like if I should azonto or two step once now, it will just come off. Like it's coming off. It's I'm, I'll just be exposed. Yeah, that's it. So me, I think I need something with a little more constraint. Cause it, if I was to dance in that now, if I was to bless it, it will it will fall. It will really, you know, it will really fall. Um, so um, essentially, you know, they've gone to the festival now. But the only one that isn't in traditional get up or traditional clothing is um, Shimpei. Shimpei, that's his name. <laughs> Nah, give me a round of applause. I don't care, guys. Give me a round of applause. Give me a round of applause. You see how he came to me? His name is Shinpei. This whole time, I've been battling. I've been struggling. But basically, Shinpei's been given a team talk by his best friend. Like, why is he so down? Like, it's a festival. You know, be happy. But he, because he's the one that has, he's bearing the brunt of all of this because he's got on all the information and he's the only one that's died. And he can remember the fact that he's died. He's remember everything. Remember for all the rest of them, this is all happening for him for them once, like the first time. But for him, he's died like twice now. Or if this is episode three, I'm guessing this guy's probably died like three times. But yeah, I'm going to just to be just to be sure, just to be safe. Um, and they're kind of teasing the fact that okay, yo, yo, yo. So I remember in the episode they tried to um, kind of like make. Shinpei aware of the fact that Mio likes him like they ask him also oh, what is Mio to you who is Mio and what was so crazy is as this now happens so as they were like trying to convince him like oh to like make him aware of the fact that yo Mio Mio's into you he ends up seeing a doppelganger of um Ushio the girl that died and it's like but she's dead so how's there a doppelganger of her walking around but if you remember for someone to die your doppelganger will come and take your place. Your doppelganger kills you, so it means that that's her doppelganger. So he starts chasing after the doppelganger, and literally, that's where we're thinking, you know, shit's gonna, shit's gonna pick up, shit's gonna get good, and then they ended there. No word. That's that's where they ended episode three. They decided to end it where we see the doppelganger, or it could be her, and she could have never really died. But the way they did it, they didn't really make it. You know, they didn't really make it clear. But they end up running. He ends up running with her to the beach, and we see her in a swimsuit. And she remember she died in a swimsuit. So, I think it's kind of clear to us that it's not her. I think it's clearly the doppelganger because, like you, exactly, like you, exactly. What do you mean? Like, what are you doing in a swimsuit? It's been a couple of days. You've been dead. 
if that was really you, you would have found clothes to wear, you know, things to do. You would have gone and met your family. You would have, you know, you'd have done ish. But she's done, like, she's done nothing. Like, she's done nothing, basically. To cut the long story short, she's done nothing. Um, so now I'm giving you guys kind of like the brief recap of what's happened um, in the episode. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that I'll give you like what, what I actually think about what's going on. So my, my personal opinion. Okay, so first things first. I think they all need to kind of just deliberate, like literally get together and talk about everything you know. Because if you do not, somebody gonna die. You know what I mean? Something like somebody's gonna go. But other than other than that, I'd say that so far the pace, the pacing of it is ideal. They're not they're not rushing it too quickly. And also you're not you're not like you're not expecting you're not frustrated. Because usually what I find happening with if I use ReZero as an example now, it's like it's just way too repetitive. Like something will happen. Like this, he'll die. He'll reset. And it's like, you're seeing the exact same things happen all over again. And it's like, okay, we know what's going to happen. Can you just cut to the part that we don't, you know what I mean? But with this, they've done it in a way that you can see the minute changes that are going along the way. And they're not letting you watch everything unfold. It's like, they'll cut to a different aspect of what was going on in that same time frame. So for example, um, let's say, in his first run of things in episode one, we saw that while he was in the house, in the shower, while he was in the house and Mia was in the shower, the doppelganger was outside watching them from the inside, okay? But we didn't know this on that episode. In that episode, what we knew was he was in the, he was in the house and Mia was in the shower. Then when he ends up dying in episode two, we see that in that time period, while they were in the house, what was going on, on the outside was the doppelganger watching them from the inside or watching them from the outside so it's like whereas in other in other like um repeat type animes i would say i've seen they just end up showing you the same cut scene again or i don't want to call it a cut scene but they end up showing the same scene again but they won't show you like a different perspective so i like the fact that they've shown us a quite literal different perspective in this um in this anime in summertime render so if hey if you still haven't jumped on it yet you kind of should have already, you know, you kind of should have, would have. You don't want to be those people that are saying, ah, should have, could have, would when everybody's talking about it and you're now there like, hey, yo, what on? What are they on about, you know? To be fair, even if you are going on about what they're going, yeah, it's your business. Like, it's not by force, you know? But if you're someone that sounds like you'd be into this. So if you're into ReZero, but then you also like, actually, no, ReZero was even very, very bloody. So this one too is bloody. I'd say if you're into ReZero and you want something like ReZero, but that could be a little more fast-paced, a little more um, modern, that isn't Isekai. Because ReZero, at the end of the day, is still Isekai. Um, I'd say check it out. You know, pull up. Pull up a chair. Pull up earphones. You know, wireless or wide. I mean, I care. I don't really give a damn. And then, you know, listen. Okay, guys. <laughs> We're back. We just took a little break. We're gonna um, have a little interlude now. I've always wanted to use that word. Um, we're gonna have a little interlude, and what we're gonna do in that, in that time, in that time frame, in that little this little you know shortcut we've got. Um, we're gonna go and check the confessions. We're gonna go and look at the um, submissions you guys have sent to us. Sent to me. I'm saying us like I have you know somebody here with me. I sound sounding official. You know, sounding so official. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, let's see, let's see, let's start from the bottom. Let's see what people are asking. What would we want what do we want to find out today? Um 
somebody's asked me, what do I think is weird about me? The question you should be asking is what isn't weird about me, you know? And I'll be real, that's what you should be asking about yourself. Really and truly, if nothing is weird about you, are you are you really different, you know? And I feel like that's what everybody's trying to be nowadays, you know, different. So I say, you know, if you don't think anything is weird about you, you should really figure out what it is because how can you be happy being normal? No, really, how can you be happy being normal? Are you not bored? Are you not, would you not be bored? Because I would be bored. Let me tell you now, I'd be very, very bored. But to answer your question, what do I think is weird about me? Um, or, or, Almost everything. No, like quite, quite literally almost everything. We could start from my sleeping pattern. Um, I'm basically a wombat or wombat or ragged. In fact, even regular bat, I'm a bat. I don't sleep in the day. In fact, no. Yeah, I don't sleep in the day and I don't sleep in the night either. If I even sleep for a very minute, I sleep for like a split second and then I'm back up again. What else would I say is weird about me? Um, I don't like sweets. I don't like sweets. I don't like sweets. I know. I'd rather eat like chicken wings than sweets. I know that sounds so, so bad. But I'm like, a, I'm a savory, but I'd rather eat a packet of crisps than sweets. But thing that's bad, but thing that's crazy about that is, yeah, I say that, but then you can catch me with energy drinks or juice or just some something that's flavoured but not water. I will drink, I will guzzle it down. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'll, good, 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 good. That would be me. Um, so yeah, I'd say those are just a couple of weird things about me. I hate clowns and I hate pigs. That's, those are other weird things about me. I don't, don't even ask me about them. They give me nightmares. They give me serious nightmares. Um, so yeah, I'd say... Yeah, there's a, that's yeah, that's what's weird about me. You know, that's that's what I would say. That's weird about me. Um, somebody's asked, "Am I independent?" I try to be. I'd say you can only be as independent as you know. You can you can you can try. I don't know. You can try as much as you want to be independent, but everybody needs support at some point. But I like to say I'm independent. I wouldn't say I'm independent by choice because a lot of things I had to figure out on my own. I had to get on my own, and you'll make mistakes along the way. Of course, but I feel like everybody needs to aim to be independent. But don't be afraid to ask for help when you need help, or when you feel like you're making mistakes. Always be able to ask for help. I feel like there's a clear, distinguishable line between being independent and then wanting to suffer in silence, wanting to suffer alone. So I'd say I try as much as I can be to be independent, supporting myself. But then there are also times where I need I need support myself. You know, I need encouragement, need validation. So yeah, um, those are. All I'll say we have time for before we get back into things. Um, but yeah, so now we're going to go back into um, Duke and Aroken in chapters 13 or 14. Are you guys excited for some gore? Um, if I remember correctly, what was going on in the last chapter was um, Uruma. Or uh, let me not call him Uruma, you know. Um, a guy in a bike, you know, motor- motorcycle helmet, Okada helmet, pulled up to do, you know. Why yo, he came to do big boy, you know, you wanna play with the you wanna dance with the big boys? Um to you know kinda save his girlfriend or just the female figure friend from this absolute an animal. When I say animal, I mean animal. So yeah, let's get right into it. Okay, so as chapter 13 starts. Um, we see 
Irma just walking. He's walking down the. He's walking down the street. He walks past the the actual bully, and he doesn't actually. He he realizes what's going on. He turns around, and that's when he kind of improvises the plan. That's as when he picked up the bicycle, the bike helmet. He became biker man, and he went back to the room like some hero, and he told him. Um, the girl, while obviously like to behind him, like to be, keep quiet and don't don't make any like don't make any like sounds. He walks into the room and he basically just starts handling. When I say he starts handling my man, like six blows straight. Like you can even see in the drawing, you can see his hands going in like in and out. Like one, two, three for now. He went he went in with this. And he's even got like the proper karate form. I don't even know what to call it. But at that point. This guy that's just built like the ogre, I don't even know, or like built like the mountain from um, Game of Thrones, grabs his ankle and just flings him like a ragdoll, like, you know, show that via fling, nah, like that. And then, let me just say, this guy's ripped, like, he's, he's, he's hench. Like, there's hench, and then there's, he's built like a fridge, okay? So, um, Irma's talking to himself and he's like, the difference in physique is too much. Like, his blows are ineffective. You know, how these MCs be doing the analytical thinking in their head. Don't get me wrong, it's great for thinking under pressure, but nobody can do that in real life. If you can, big up you, but I don't know who can. If you guys could see my face, you would, you would honestly, you would see the kind of facial reactions I'm making. But, um, um, he tells himself, okay, instead of punching, I'll stab him. He grabs a pen and he like stabs him in his abs. As soon as he stabs him in his abs, yeah, he punches through the windshield of the bike helmet. I didn't know you could do that. Don't get me wrong. I get this is manga, but those are designed to save you if you're in a crash, a high speed crash, okay? So are you trying to tell me that the force of the punch was equivalent to a high speed crash? Because even the way Uma flew back, he's looking like a he's looking like a proper ragdoll. We see a silhouette of um this the big guy come back, and then he Uma thinking himself being stabbed didn't even flinch him. Yeah, I think he's running off adrenaline. I think you're dealing with a criminal. I don't think he cares. I don't think he you know being stabbed is is like is minor to him. And I'm saying these are small, small chickens. Um, I'm playing. Um, so then, the, the the literally the ogre says, "Myself, my kind self has gotten this pissed. It's like this is the first time somebody's made him this annoyed." Ah, my days. He starts muttering to himself. Literally, he says, "Kill! I'll kill! 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 Only God can deliver." You need to see this image. You need to see this image. I'm gonna put this image up on the Twitter page. But you guys, you guys need to see this image. When he's saying, "I'm going," I need like I'm going to kill, 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 kill. If we see, like, how the how do you draw this? He's even missing a tooth. Like he's got. But I have to give it to them. They drew every, like, they got the details in. They got every single tooth and then just the one he's missing. It's amazing. Even though they scrumpled up his chin, you can see, like, the, the, the bulges, the lines, everything. Um, then Irma's learning detachment. So I don't know what that is, but he has, like, a flashback memory of his granddad telling him detachment. And even though they wrote it, they wrote detachment. So, and this is where the chapter ends. And he does his hand into, like, you know when they say, um... Who's they? Have you ever watched like Crouching Tiger, um, Hidden Dragon? And he does his hand like in like the snake shape. That's basically what he's done. So I don't know what he's about to do. I think he's going to do some next Kilua thing and like stab through him. Or it's called detachment. So I feel like he's going to literally remove my man's body part. Those are my guesses. 
But then it says, um, Sibi continued, and Uramad literally just says, he thinks to himself, I'll have to do that. Me, I don't know what that is. But going off of, you know, what I'm seeing on screen, you know, in the panel, he's about to puncture his lung or something. He's about to go right through him. At this point, the ogre comes at him screaming, die bastard. Uramad still thinking to himself, detachment. You know, I don't know whether he's reached new self or self-realization or something. But um as he's about to do it, we get to see a panel of his granddad telling him, um, the risks are huge for this technique. You'll have to get close to your opponent. So if you miss, you'll be off to the oh, you'll be you'll be dead. You'll be off to the other world. Oh, it's like that. There's no room for error. The funny thing is the the name of this chapter, chapter 14, is even called The Path of the Flesh. I think this could be signifying the fact that um, this is all taking place in like the midst of like a sex trafficking ring or because of the... F- yeah, I feel like that's it, the path of the flesh. Or because it could be signifying what Uruma's about to do to this guy's flesh. He's about to tear a path through his flesh, you know what I mean? Um, so Uruma's thinking to himself, it's all or nothing. If he takes his counter-attack, he's going to be left unarmed. So at... Eh? Okay, so at that point, all we hear is a crack. Like, there's just a black screen crack. There's a question mark. We don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened. Um, the big guy says, my arm isn't moving. He looks to his arm. And also, oh, he Uruma did detach his arm. Okay, but not literally. He dislocated it. Okay. So, um... Then we get to see a panel of his granddad explain, literally breaking down what's just happened. And I feel like I actually kind of love this about this manga because they don't just do things like lots of mangas will do, even anime too. And I feel like that's one thing I love manga for. They explain, you get to see the re- the research and the, the forethought that's gone into the actions that happen in manga. But when you see an anime, it's kind of just like, okay, he did this kind of stupid hellbent training. Okay, not stupid, but he did this like strenuous training for like what four days a month and he just comes back op but in manga because obviously they don't have the time to show you the the what do you call it the collage trade the montage training they literally have to like break down the information or at least show you the links in between you know like you see where they got you see the thought process you see where they got their knowledge from do you know what i mean because literally then it's explained to us that usually the joints protect the muscle. So attacks, so attacks will reach the like your joints, your muscles because of the joints protecting them. But there are times when there is a path of flesh between the muscles. And if you attack at that point, when the muscle relaxes, um, you can use that to detach the bones from, oh my God, you can use that to detach bones from, um, from their sockets and like basically breaking people's joints. And... It's, Irma does it by like doing his hands in that like you know when people say oh I'm an alien peace be and do that he does it by doing his hands into that shape basically and then poking it into the joint when the muscle is relaxed and that will dislocate it so I'm guessing that's why it's called that's why the chapter's called the path of the flesh not because it's happening in a sex trafficking ring sorry about that guys you know I thought my big brain energy was gonna take us to the end but I believe it didn't you know unfortunately this way I shouldn't rely on just my own big brain you should be doing some thinking for yourself um, at this point, 
he's just Uma standing there like a G. He's like standing there like a bad man, like a Power Ranger with a helmet, broken, broken um, wind, wind screen, whatever you want to call it. And um, this big guy, because his arm is dislocated and it's broken, he's like on the floor screaming. And okay, see, I can see an inconsistency because while he's screaming, his tooth that was missing just came back. So, you know, that's kind of cool. Like a crocodile, he can regrow his teeth. We'd love to see it. Um, and he's screaming at Roma to fix it. And at that point, the chica, the lovely, the lovely girl that whose life just got saved, she slaps him, as in, of I would too. I'm so sorry. I would slap him too. She gives him one dirty slap, as in, we even get to, in the panel. We can even see the lines. The fume, fume. You know, his face was flying. I'm pretty sure he lost another teeth now. Because he lost another two teeth. He lost another tooth now because of that. Um, He's screaming to Irma that he'll remember this and he'll destroy him and he'll hunt, hunt him down. Da, 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 da. At that point, Irma takes off his um his helmet and low-key, Irma and this girl look alike. Low-key, Irma and this girl, they actually look, they look very, very similar. If you go, I'm saying, like, hair, hair colour, especially. And I feel like they have the same kind of look of, like, numbness in their eyes. Like, Irma, does, he doesn't look like he's just done that to somebody. And she doesn't look phased by what's just happened. So I feel like they both have some kind of darkness in them that hasn't been explained yet. But after, I'm guessing to show her gratitude, she kisses him. Um, and she asks him, like, so what, like, they kind of ask each other, so what will they do now? And Irma, like, leaves, he leaves her. So he leaves first with the guy in the, the guy still locked in the bathroom. And he leaves and then she leaves. But then I think... Loki Irma, he doesn't seem like a guy to leave loose ends. And we've seen what he did to the other guy, so I'm pretty sure he's going to kill who he is. This guy's dying. Do you know what I mean? It isn't a case of like um oh da, 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 da. we'll just hand him over to the police or just let him go once if he's dying. They're just not gonna show it. Um I'm I have no reason to believe Irma's gonna let him live. He has not let anybody else live, so why would he let him live? You know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like what's the reason? No witnesses, you know, no problem. So I really feel like this brother's about to die. Or not even about to die, he's already dead. But um let's now let's now review the let's now review the the episode, okay? Or the episode. Let's review the last two chapters. Um if you want to ask my thoughts, I'd say only one panel only one panel really stood out to me in this chapter. I build nothing, nothing kind of exciting. Like, okay, don't get me wrong, the chapter in a whole, like obviously looking at everything kind of like had me on the edge of my seat of course but like Irma was always gonna win do you know what I mean came in with a helmet as soon as he said he will have to do that and they did the grandpa flashback I said okay yeah he's won the excitement came from how was he gonna do it do you know what I mean so it wasn't a case of the thrill didn't come from um what he was actually doing so like what didn't come from watching the fight scene or like reading the fight or even the the, the conversation the dialogue because the dialogue was very very simple i say what really had will probably grab your attention to about the fight is how Irma disables this bully because this guy's this guy's a this guy's a tank like he literally is built like the mountain from um game of thrones and Irma's looks like a literal like lamp lamppost so it was like I feel like that was what was enticing about the episode or the the panel, the chapters. I took me three guys to say that. That was what was enticing about the manga chapter. The fact that you kind of want to know how he does it, not necessarily what he's going to do, but how he's going to do it because we know he's going to get away with it in the end because he's Uruma, he's the main character. That's how the how the shit works. Um, but aside from that, again, another panel that really really stood out was the "I'll kill you, kill you," you know, where the bully screaming "kill, kill, 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 kill" because. 
the de- I don't I like how do you draw the okay cool you know when you eat like a sour lemon or something and you like screw up the bottom of your chin the, the, this was drawn like we could see him screwing up the whole base of his chin like it looked like a like it looked like one of them brains like you know when the wrinkles in a brain the creases in a brain I don't know what you call it but the folds in a brain his chin looked like that we could see his missing tooth we could see like he he looked he looked like a weary he looked mad no to put it to put it to you how it really was he looked nuts he looked like a madman um so that was that was kind of where those two the two straps was kind of left us at um I really really enjoyed it I really think you guys should go and check it out. Like, this is only chapter 13, chapter 14, so we're still still early days. And currently, it's I'm up to date with the manga, by the way, and it goes up to, like, 80 right now. If I was to tell you what's currently going on, somebody has to go to prison. Whether it's somebody in the cast, somebody has to go to prison. That's what I'm saying to you now. The amount of bodies that have dropped, somebody is going to prison. No, point blank period. Somebody got to go. Somebody. Um, but, no, thank you guys for, for you know, tuning into this episode. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else I want to kind of share with you guys? Okay, before I wrap things up, I had an idea. I had an idea. And I was like, let me, let me, let me, before I lose it, because I, I get these ideas all the time, I said to myself, before I lose this idea, yeah, why don't I just at least mention it on the podcast so like if somebody else that can has the skills of the forte to do this kind of thing pick it up run with it you know just include me a little bit because you know I like something to do I need something to work on but um basically I thought to myself that there are loads of websites like um Crunchyroll there's even like a manga version of Crunchyroll there's even Webtoon an app that lets you read like Webtoons online da 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 and I thought the problem that everybody always has is the fact that those kind of platforms are designed solely for like consuming the content so for consuming mangas consuming anime like literally just taking it in and like you know literally just take it take it take it that's that's what those are for but i thought to myself okay cool if you even go and look at the variety of mangas that are on there or the variety of it's just never it's never it's never hitting like because one so much regular they regulate it so much or even the the amount of um like Apart from what they regulate, so many restrictions on that the kind of thing you can put on there. But then aside from that, the ones on there are just always very dry or will be sometimes we're missing some chapters or it will be that um you have to go and subscribe to a premium account to get the next couple and it's like, brother, ain't nobody got time for that. You know what I mean? Like who who's who really is doing that? I might as well just go online and film film, you know, or even sometimes what oh, annoys me the most is I'll find one I really, really like and it's like halfway along the way it will stop being translated, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, so I have to leave that one here or even I find one that the synopsis will look really, really cool. I click on it now and there's no English translation and it's like, ah, what do we, like, where do we go from here? So that got me thinking, what if, yeah, there was, there was a website or app, I don't know, whichever, that allowed you as like someone that whether you wanted to create um, mangas, webtoons, or any sort of animated comic, yeah, it literally allowed you to upload your scans, and in whatever language, like in whatever language you wanted to upload your scans in, obviously you you wrote it. So whatever language you wrote the scans, in, you did you did the drawing in, you did the work in. It allows you to upload it, like scan it, upload it, and then essentially 
like people would read it and of course I'm guessing they, they need to make money of course so I'm guessing the people that would use the, that would use the service would be um would be paying for the service of course but then aside from this so aside from you being able to as a creator upload your own like your content so your own manga panels your own animations whatever whatever you would also be able on this on this platform there would be translators that allow it to be like will translate it for you they get paid a commission for translating um, and then from there it's like it gets translated and then it becomes available for all the other people that are paying for the service that want to use the service so then it's like a essentially it's kind of like a like a like a directory of manga that we you can yourself put manga on there yourself or put um, webtoons or put anything on there yourself but then it also is a place for translators to also translate the things that are on there so like forums for translations that occur so that people can get so other people can read it as well but then also a place for people to actually just come on and read like read manga read webtoons read comics in general so then that way it's like i feel like you kind of see how everything is feeding itself so the people creating the content would provide work for the people translating the content and then the people doing all of that are essentially providing content that can be consumed by the readers paying for the service the readers paying for the service the money they're paying in would go back into paying the translators and paying the people that are creating the work. And I'm guessing the the more popular the 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 webtoon or the manga is, the more revenue it would generate. The more revenue, you know what I mean? So like something like that. But it's like obviously it's just in my brain right now. Obviously I was just like that's I'm just thinking about it. But yeah, that was one of the kind of things I was thinking to myself that could be done just to increase the popularity not even just increase popularity but like increase the sustainability of like webtoons bank all those kind of things i want to i want these things to still be here and i understand that loads of people are putting in work and not getting paid for the work do you know do you know what i mean so it's like if things can be done about that let's do those things and i know i'm talking but even me too like when you ask me where do i go to go and read my stuff it's not it's not it's not somewhere where i'm paying for it and that's because right now i'm broke but if i had money if I had the cash to spend, the extra coin to spend on subscriptions like that, I ain't gonna complain. I really, I'll, I'll be the first one there. I will really be the first one there. But yeah, you know, thank you guys for listening to this episode of The Corner. I've been your host, Abrifa. This has been a really, really good night. I really enjoyed talking to you guys today. But um, yeah, hopefully I'll hear from you guys later on. If you enjoyed this episode, please share um add it to your um playlist so you get notified every single time there's another episode you know what i'm saying if you know anyone that's into this kind of thing or if you know anyone that doesn't really talk much but you know they have a lot going on in their head send this to them let them have someone to have a conversation with you know what i mean that's literally send this to them you are doing them a disservice by not sending this to them in fact no yeah that's what i'm, that's what I'm emotional black you are doing them a disservice by not sending them this podcast because you know they're suffering silently and you know this could help them and then you're not sending this to them you're bad band that's what you are you're a bad friend you should send it to your friend no you should you should send this podcast to your friend that's what i think you should do personally but um yeah it was really nice hearing from you guys and i know you really enjoyed hearing my voice because i love hearing my voice too that's a very very big lie I don't like hearing my voice, but it's okay sometimes. Um, but yeah, I'll hear from you guys, and you guys will hear from me later. Okay, this has been the corner. I've been a refer. Bye, guys.